story, tell your song, tell your truth, be authentic, speak truth to life, stop hiding your truth, be true to you, and the world must come and respect, speak truth to life with your host mocha sister welcome back to speak truth to life with your host pam Ozzy, where we discuss uh, current topics and kind of um link it with a life lesson that's what i usually do and we also talk about being authentic here so today's um current topic is resilience through trauma, right? Um, and some people are like, well, what's resilience? You know, I think resilience um, is the ability to recover quickly from difficult uh, difficulties or challenges in life. Um, the dictionary says it is the ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape. Um, and what I've seen the characteristic of resilience is being able to cope with life challenges and come stronger as a result of that. So just keep that in mind as I talk about the current topic. Um, and as we segue to the topic, uh, which is uh, Black girl that was missing, I wanted to pull up some statistics on that because, um, you know, missing Black girls or teens, um, you know, just know that about 14% of U.S. children are Black and um, Black children account for more than one third of missing child cases. It's really, it's really stunning. Um, so basically, uh, I was looking at some statistics that indicated that 36.7% of those missing were black teens of the age of 18. Um, and in this case, we have the missing teen, Jashia Moore. She ran away on October 14th. And she evaded search, search efforts for her before she was found in New York. Um, Josiah Moore's mother came on social media here on the East Coast crying and um, concerned about that her daughter may have been um, abducted, right? And this was like on October 14th. Um, the mother was defiantly saying that her daughter, quote unquote, would not be a runaway. Just keep that in mind as we delve into what happened in East Orange, New Jersey with Josiah Moore. Remember, she is 14 years old, so she already fits the category of teens that are missing under the age of 18 for African-American girls. Um, she was gone for a whole month, and we're talking about community agencies, multiple agencies, Back in North Jersey, I live in North Jersey, so that is like, you no, know, I've been hearing about the story for a while. Um, because of that, a lot 
of us on the East Coast have been posting any updates on her case because, of course, we were concerned. Most Black girls that go missing or Black children, they're found dead, and that's it. There's usually no kind of update and a good result. But um, the interesting part about Jashaya's case is that at 14, she was conscious enough to navigate herself from New Jersey, go all the way to New York, and check herself into a shelter in Brooklyn. I used to work in shelters for five years. I worked with a lot of homeless people. So, you know, the staff at that agency probably thought she was, you know, homeless. And I don't know what documentation she had to get into the shelter, but if you are homeless, um, you don't necessarily need to have a lot of documentation. So I'm not sure how she was able to get into um, that. But the investigation is still going on. This young lady had been staying in multiple locations while she was missing. Don't know if that's family members' houses. She was probably couch surfing. And I don't know if you know what couch surfing is. Couch surfing, basically, you go from one location to another location, Um a lot of people that couch surf don't, they have unstable situations. So they just go stay at a friend's house. They go fall asleep on a couch. Um, here on the, on the East Coast, there are several places you could go stay and be homeless and nobody, you could be off the grid and you could still be safe. And it's obvious this, this young lady at 14 years old is extremely resourceful, extremely resilient. She survived on her own for weeks without any money. Let me just say that again. Josiah, 14 years old, was missing and survived on her own several weeks without any money. Now, let me back up how this initially started, right? Josiah's mom sent her to a store here in North Jersey and her mother was saying, go get some groceries or whatever. She went to the store. She came back from the store and her mother uh, got upset at her because uh, Josiah uh, said the ATM card was missing, right? And at that point, the young lady came back into the store and asked um, where the, the card was. And um, when she got back to that store, they said, hey, we don't have this, this card. At that point, she goes missing. I can only imagine at 14 years old, depending on what her home life situation was, perhaps she did not want to go home and have to explain, you know, or, or suffer the consequences for the card being missing. Maybe she just got upset and said, you know, I'm not going to go back home. Um, they're going to beat my behind or whatever her mental decision-making came from. She said, Hey, I'm going to make a conscious decision and I'm not going back. So she didn't go back. So now that she's in New York, several weeks, you know, I mean, this is plastered all over on the news. It's all on my social media accounts, every media account. I know because we're always concerned when children go missing and specifically black children, um, because they usually our numbers are higher in the African-American community. Like I said, at the, the top of this, this episode is, there's a lot of teens under the age of 18 missing. I've worked with teens in a similar situation, but they usually get to a community agency that helps them, okay? 
So how did she get discovered? Um, Jashaya had changed her appearance since leaving home. Again, this young lady is very resourceful. When she was at home, the pictures we had of her was like of her hair up in a bun with beautiful hair um, braids and stuff. She changed her whole look, I guess. But a man approached her and asked her if she was a missing girl. At first, she denied it. And then she said, yes, I am. So the law enforcement is going to be meeting with uh, Josiah's mom, Jamie. And my understanding is that um, this young lady has possible reasons for missing. The, the, the details are as follows. Josiah at 14 years old, is not enrolled in school. Her mom never had her enrolled in school. This is what's being reported. Josiah was saw uh, was seen in Harlem, and that's how she got discovered, but she was in a shelter in Brooklyn. Her mother is now arrested. Um, why did the police arrest her mom? <laughs> uh, and that... that that's that's where my my mind is like wow why is the mother arrested um because if the mother is arrested there is something going on that we aren't aware of and that right now um the charges against her mother Jamie Moore 39 include allegations of physical abuse and neglect um um as filed in the Essex County Prosecutor's Office. Um, we don't know if the mother has an attorney right now. Um, Josiah also has a three-year-old uh, sibling that was taken from the mother's custody. Um, you know, and this is being reported by CNN, so I'm not just making this up. You can look this up. It's on MSN News. See uh, it. I mean, right now. Um, it seemed to be that the teen had arranged to leave that situation. Um, also, this very interesting um, details regarding the mother, Jamie, who set up a GoFundMe account. And I don't know if the GoFundMe account is actually going to be um, taken down or whatever, but it's up there. I think they they fundraised about $8,000. Maybe the mom was going to use that to try to, you know, need the money for something regarding trying to get her daughter back. Um, this is a complicated case. Uh, I also am aware that the mother's significant other or partner that she was involved with is a East Orange police officer. He is in a separate legal case. Um, alleging domestic violence against Josiah, who is now listed as a victim of a crime committed of neglect and domestic violence. Um, the uh, media here has reported that this young lady was going to be a part of legal proceedings and listed as a, a in the case and um, testifying against her stepfather and so I can only imagine this young lady from the information that's been shared thus far in this case is that she saved the life of her sibling by taking a risky 
move by disappearing. Um, by the grace of the universe, she wasn't hurt or harmed in her four weeks or several weeks away from home, but is 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 a testament to her resilience through this trauma. The bottom line is when we face trauma, we can either fight it, you know, we can ignore it, or we can adapt and and find a way to face this change in our lives. And at 14, she's young, she was young enough and smart enough and resourceful enough to know I got to get out of this situation. She probably knew she couldn't tell her family members. Some of them probably knew what was going on. I could only assume somebody knew something was going on at that house or, or basically the mother just kind of isolated the situation at the house. Either way it goes, this young lady <laughs> at 14 was able to navigate further trauma to herself. She is a very strong person at 14. I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't be able to do it, but I wouldn't be able to just know where to go. Like, you know, just know that this young lady didn't even have a phone, y'all. She was out there with no phone. She had no phone. You know how most teenagers have phones and maybe she could have looked up the shelters? No, she had no phone. So how did she find the, the, the shelter? How did she, did she make friends and say, hey, I'm homeless, uh, is, I need a place to stay? And maybe one of the people she went to was like, you can't stay here for too much longer, but I'm gonna send you over here. You should go over to here. I know a couple agencies that have shelters in, in Brooklyn. I used to work for a shelter system that's out in Brooklyn. I'm, I'm not sure if it's my old agency or not. I am so grateful that she was found. I'm so grateful she's still here. Like I said, a lot of these cases end so terribly with death and doom, but even in the midst of her darkness and dealing with whatever situation causing her to, to sit out here and say, I gotta do something else. I gotta get out of this situation. She was able to do it. That's all I know. She was resilient enough. And that's what the choices we have in life. When we're dealing with trauma, and I am a uh, you know, person who's dealt with trauma on many levels, especially younger in my life, um, where you know, I learned to adapt myself to certain things. And you have to be really strong. You have to be thinking and trying to figure out what resources you can use to better your situation. She saved her three, three-year-old sibling. I don't know what the result's going to be. I will try to update you guys as I get more information on the full investigation. But right now, Jashia is in the, um, the care of the authorities at an undisclosed location. Her sibling has been removed from the home. That's it. So uh, until the next time, guys, remember, you know, when you look at people and they put on a smile, sometimes... That person is going through some, some hell that we don't even know about, some, some kind of tormented life that we don't know about. And they're not going to always speak up, whether it's a child or even a friend. You have friends right now that are probably in a domestic violence situation. They are probably in a situation with a partner that's abusive or aggressive in a way or an unsafe situation. 
Um, and if you are a safe haven for that person, getting them, getting them the resources they need is very, very, very important. Um, like I said, there's also a domestic hotline. Um, and as, as we come up with the, the, uh, the holidays, there's going to be a lot of people going through a lot of things. So I, it wouldn't be right for me to end this without trying to at least get some kind of resource to you because I'm the resource woman. So uh, there is the, the national hotline for Victim Connect Resource Center. 1-800-799-7233 is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And if, if you're trying to find the, um, there's also a national domestic violence hotline at 1-800-799-7233 safe. I would say also, I've been seeing a lot lately on social media, like videos that like show people um, hand gestures to kind of um, signal that a person is in an unsafe situation. Educate yourself on those. You may pass a child that has a certain hand gesture and that might be them signaling that they have been kidnapped. Um, as a community, we are each other's keepers, okay? No matter what race, creed, sexuality, uh, politi political affiliation, we are each other's keepers. So let us look out for each other. And if a young person comes to you in this situation, try to be a safe haven if you can, get them resources if you can. With that, I bid you adieu until our next time. I'm saying thank you for being here and I'll see you or you'll hear me on the next episode of Speak Truth to Life. Stay blessed.